0: Has to be named later. I'm Chris Willis. I'm joined again by my good friend Stephen Talbert. Stephen's tough ball game tonight. Tough outcome. Uh, the Braves now have uh, fell to the Nationals three to two. Ten innings. The Mets won. Uh, back to a game back in the NL East standings. Big big series coming up this weekend. Um, yeah, it was a tough night. offense Offense has been rolling in those first two games in Washington, but not so much tonight. Um, you know, what do you what do you think about the about tonight's loss?
1: What's up, Chris? It's good to be back on with you, buddy. It's always fun to do these. Obviously, it's better to do them on a win than a loss, but you know, the Braves had a good stretch. They had one four in a row, coming off that rough stretch they had at the beginning of the Philly series, and it really looked like they were gonna. They were going to pull off a sweep. the the bat The bats just didn't really show up tonight, which is unfortunate. But yeah, now they're a game back, and and it gets a lot more complicated. We'll get into all the, you know, all the ramifications of, of being a game back now as that series starts. But it's a lot more complicated. The Braves really have a lot less margin of error. So it 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 was a very big deal the results tonight, and it's just made life that much more difficult
0: it's difficult when you feel like you have to go out and win every single night i mean you know as you sat here i'm i'm as disappointed as anybody watching that game i mean after the way they hit the ball the first two games of that series i mean josiah gray it comes in with a era over five and a FIP at nearly six and uh gives up i think two hits one of them was a home run to uh, to matt olson and you know just you just never could even get anything going and then when you have the chance in the tenth, a runner at third and one out, and uh, your two and three hitter coming up, and you don't you don't score, you know the writing's on the wall. I know they pulled one of those out in Philadelphia over the weekend, but that just that doesn't happen that often. Um, you know, as uh, when you miss that opportunity to score too often in extra innings with that with the with the ghost runner at second, you know it it, it seldom ends well. Um, but you know, tough a tough tough loss. Uh, they've got a three game series coming up this weekend that. They can erase some of that uh, it's still it, it it's going to be a tough uh, tough road to head up
1: the offense is just so it's so fickle sometimes because the Braves just look like absolute world beaters the first two games against Washington they've hit Washington really well all year I mean they hit a just a ton of home runs off Washington this year and Josiah Grays had a had a pretty rough season and um, you know for some reason though the Braves just can't seem to figure him out and only scored two runs off him, or only scored one run off him, two runs total. So, yeah, just really disappointing. I mean, there's really no other word for it. The, I think Brad and Scott talked about this a little bit on the main show, but, you know, with the way the Braves started in April and May and how good the Mets have been this year, you know, this is probably going to be over a 101 win division winner. There's just no margin for error. I mean, you know, winning two out of three typically is pretty good. You really can't ask for much more than that. Baseball is not like other sports. Two out of three is a really good outcome. But you know, when you're when you're an under five hundred team in April and May and the Mets are really, really good, then you just don't have any margin for error. As good as the Braves have played for the last four months, they just they have no margin. They have no room to kind of slip up like this. So life is definitely gonna get more difficult.
0: You know, and I, I think when we look back on this season, no matter what happens, you're going you know, to look at April and, and May and think about you know if if they just played 500, you know, or a little bit a little bit better than 500, or if you know if they'd have gotten off to a great start. Just thinking about where they might be right now, as far as as far as that goes, I mean, you know, just looking at how they got here, I, I think it's a you know it's when you look at the big picture. I mean it's kind of amazing that they're in this spot i mean they're one game back they've won 97 games they were 10 and a half games back on june 1st The mets have won seven of nine you we all remember that five game series in new york that was just where it felt like it was over i mean i was told repeatedly it was over i'm sure you were told the same um you know and then they come back to uh, trist park a week later and take three out of four you know kind of start chipping away um you know it's it, it, this whole season's kind of it's kind of been amazing and i mean just for the reasons you said i mean when you look at that 97 and 59 record you you think uh you don't you don't want to get the way especially the way they've dominated the nationals uh you know they've they've beaten them i don't remember i don't i don't have the season series in front of me but i know it was very lopsided you know you shouldn't be broken up about a, a loss like this but at the same time you know, when you look at the big picture and you see where the Mets are at, I mean, they, as you said, they can't, they just can't afford, you know, they can't afford losses like this. And, you know, that stuff, that's the, the kind of thing you hear in, you know, in the NFL and NBA and stuff. But, you know, over 162 game season, uh, you don't hear that much in baseball, but that's kind of the way it's felt. Now I think even back into August, you know, in a lot of ways, I mean, it's been like it's been like they've been hanging by a thread, uh, even though they were pack, uh, you know, piling up all these wins.
1: And I do think that's going to actually end up helping them in the postseason. You know, Jeff was talking about this tonight on the on the broadcast, but the Braves have had seasons before where they clinched really early and then shut it down for a week or whatever, and then had to try to ramp back up, and it didn't really work. And and then last year the Braves really had to fight and claw all the way to the end and, you know, won the World Series. Now, it's not always that simple. Just because you have to fight and claw doesn't mean you're going to win the World Series every time you do it. But I do think having to play this this tight division race all the way down to the end is going to end up helping the team just kind of easily transition into the postseason you know, even if it's, even if it's the wild card round, which it very well could be, you know, having had to play basically playoff baseball for the last two months, you know, it's not going to be a, a really big deal for them to, to, you know, they're not going to have to try to turn on a switch. So I, I do think it will help, and it's going to help the Mets too. The Mets have had to do the same thing. I mean, they've had to grind over every game for the last two months. So I think both teams will actually end up benefiting from it when it when when it comes to the postseason
0: that's a good point and in and, and the NL East it has been that way you know pretty much uh since the Braves caught fire you know by the end of by the end of June July right around in there you know these games have been have been meaningful and it feels like they've been that way you know all the way through uh New York pull away Braves start chipping chipping back at it um I mean I wouldn't be terribly surprised I know the Dodgers Dodgers have uh they've they've put up a big over 100 wins they're going to clinch the number one they're certainly not going to be a pushover for anybody uh in the postseason but i mean i wouldn't be terribly surprised if you had you know if the braves and the mets were in the lcs i don't think that would be too surprising even you know depending it doesn't really matter who wins the division or not i think there's a chance th- for that to happen um obviously whoever has to go through los angeles is going to have the bigger task ahead of them but you know, just uh, like for those reasons, I mean, here, it's going to be interesting to see how the Dodgers do this because they've had that division locked up for a while. I know they're playing for the top top seed, but I mean, they've got a several game lead over that as well. So, you know, that, that theory or, you know, observation is going to be put to the test a little bit. And, uh, um, you know, I do think it's worthy. I agree. I thought that was one of the big differences in the Braves last year was they played all the way to the end, may have had one day to rest and then it was right back to the grind, you know, and, uh, um that, that should benefit them I, I think it will I think it will benefit them but um you know it's not over uh, by any stretch uh, Braves got three games this coming up this weekend against the Mets if you look at their September records Atlanta's 17 and 8 uh after tonight's loss the Mets are 15 and 10 uh, I think what's notable in there was uh they're 2 and 6 against the Marlins Cubs and Nationals um the Braves play the Mets and then have a three-game series in Miami. The Mets are in Atlanta and then finish up the season against the Nationals. Uh, so, you know, uh, that's kind of setting the stage. Mets haven't played quite as well as what we've seen, uh, you know, through different stretches of this season. Um, you know, I think they've got some question marks in the back end of their rotation uh, but unfortunately for this coming series, you know, you're not going to see the back end of that rotation. Uh, um, the bullpen, you know, I don't think it's, I don't think it's strong. But they've got arguably the best closer in the game at the back side. So, you know, what are you, uh, what are you kind of looking for uh, as, as this series coming in? You know, uh, like I said, New York's not playing their best, uh, but they've played well enough, and uh, you know, and that's kind of they're going to need that to continue through this weekend.
1: I mean if we're being honest about it, the only reason this is still a race is because the Mets really kind of wet the bed, you know, in some pretty easy series in September. I think they got swept by the Cubs at home and they lost two out of three to Washington at home. I know obviously they just split the series with Miami. They lost to Pittsburgh. So, you know, the Mets could have put this away a long time ago if they, if they just could beat some really bad teams at home. But, you know they didn't do it, and that's why the Braves still have a chance, even a game back with, you know, six games to play. Um, but you know the the number one thing I'm looking at in this series specifically is the Braves pitchers, specifically their starting pitchers, have to shove. I mean, you know the Mets the Mets run prevention. I've talked about this before, but the 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 2022 Mets actually remind me quite a bit of of the last year's Brewers team that the Braves played in the NLDS you know they're they're just really good at run prevention you know with DeGrom and Scherzer specifically just like with you know Corbin Burns and and Brandon Woodruff last year with Milwaukee when you have to face those two guys you're just not going to score a lot of runs and then and you know you have Diaz on the back end who just doesn't give up anything and and a lot of times can pitch multiple innings so he can really shorten a game and you know it's very very difficult to score runs against this team and so the counter to that is your your starting pitchers have to they have to shove. I mean they have to hold you know they have to hold the Mets to one two th- three runs really at the most. You don't really want to be giving up four and five because there's just no guarantee you're going to be able to score that against this against this staff. So that's the thing I'm looking for. You know I really wish Spencer Strider could pitch in this series. That's a huge bummer. It's a it's a big break for the Mets. Um, you know. Strider's been easily one of the two best pitchers on the team this year, along with Max. So, But, yeah, Max and and Kyle Wright and, and Charlie Morton are just going to have to shove. I mean, there's just no other way around it. They're going to have to pitch really well. The bats, you're just going to have to squeak out runs when you can. I mean, you get a runner at second. You need to get them in. You know, you get a, a hanging breaking ball. You, you don't need to miss it. You need to try to launch it out of the ballpark if you can. You know, oftentimes – when you're facing really good pitching, the best thing to do is actually, you know, aim for the fences and, and try to hit runs because you're, you're really not going to stack a lot of big innings and, and multiple hits in a row off, off great pitching. Oftentimes the best thing to do is just try to hit homers. And so the Braves are going to have to kind of squeak out runs where they can, but the pitching staff, the starting, specifically the starters, but the bullpen too, um, you know, they have to, they have to shove, they have to, to win the matchup against the Mets offense, because that's the weakest part of the Mets team is their offense, and, you know, if you, if, as long as you don't let Alonzo beat you, then, you know, you could really, there's a lot of outs to get in that lineup, and, you know, you're going to have the home field advantage, you're going to have 40,000 people screaming, you know, um, in your favor, you're obviously going to get the bat last, so, but the, the, the pitching staff has got to show up in a big way because the Braves have to sweep. I mean, we're kind of to the point now where the Braves really need a sweep. They they can't afford to drop one of these. Even if they just drop one, then that's the tiebreaker. The The tiebreaker goes to the Mets if the Braves lose even one of these games. So, um, yeah, the the pitching staff is, is where I'm most focused because they're the guys that need to shove hardest for the Braves to have any chance at sweeping the series.
0: Yeah, let's uh, look at the pitching matchups for the series. I don't think the Mets have made this official yet. Uh, they may have after the game went, uh, ended tonight, but uh, I haven't seen it yet. But what's expected to happen, the Braves did announce their starters. You're going to get Max Freed on Friday night, Kyle Wright Saturday, and Charlie Morton Sunday. Um, I think it's expected that the Mets are going to go with Chris Bassett Friday and then uh, DeGrom and Scherzer in that order. Uh, but obviously that's not official. I don't have that right in front of me, but – you know the Braves uh with Freed they gave him some extra extra rest he, he was scared, would have started on turn uh Tuesday in Tuesday's game in Washington they opted to uh, start Kyle Muller there get, start and bring Freed back on Friday I think there's a reason for that we'll talk about it a little bit uh later uh but Freed would have went uh, would have pitched Sunday's game had they not skipped his start in in Washington he would have been on turn for that so um you know giving him extra rest i think it's always good uh he's been a little up and down with the mets uh this season uh but you know like you said i, I think the biggest thing for them for the starters and all, is always you just can't walk guys early you can't afford to get down three to nothing early and um you know they did a better job of that in those in that series at Truist park uh, but you know the series up in new york that's where it was you know it was just running up pitch counts you know bases loaded jams early on you know they, they just can't afford that this weekend uh you know there's no way and i expect um you know i kind of expect snicker uh to play it with a, a quicker hook you know you may not see that quite as much with Frieden and kyle wright but i think with charlie morton it's definitely going to be in play with the way he's pitched uh of late you know so you know i think they need to be mindful of it um you know, I'm not I'm not convinced that you're going to see a guy like Orton just go two times through the order, but when he starts that third time, uh, you know, I think they need to have the bullpen ready, and uh, you know, it'll be interesting. It is it is uh, another thing. You know, Degrom was hit pretty hard last time out in Oakland uh, by a team that's not very, you know, the offense. I think the Braves have already beaten Chris Bassett. Uh, So you know they can be they've beaten Degrom too uh, obviously in that series in Atlanta uh, although he was electric until he gave up a home run to Dansby Swanson you know Max Scherzer uh, they've had success in the past but this season uh, he's been he's been pretty lights out against Atlanta so. Um, you know any any of these particular pitching matchups jump out at you. I mean, uh, I think that Atlanta's got the edge in in Game One. Freed over Bassett, you know the Mets are going to be favored in the in the next two games. But uh, you know they've had success there, and we 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 understand. You know if you could just get those starters out of the game, then uh, you know maybe the Braves have the edge with the bullpen.
1: You really, I mean, you you can't sweep unless you win the first game, right? I mean that's you have to set the tone so you know and, and if they do end up going with with Bassett in game 1 against Max then that's on paper at least that's your best matchup. You're not going to get a better matchup than that. So you absolutely have to get, you have to win game 1. You know, put pressure on the Mets, put pressure on DeGrom, put put pressure on Scherzer to to come out and shove cuz they know they know that the Braves need a sweep and you know if you win game one, then the pressure just mounts and mounts and mounts. And and so that first game, it's all about setting the tone. You know, you, we need the very best version of Max. I don't think Max has had – you know, Max got off to that amazing start. I, I don't think he's had the greatest of second halves. I, I think he's had a lot of outings in the second half where he's not really had his best stuff, you know, kind of fighting it. And it seems like he's pitching mad all the time these days just because he's, he's not – Pitching at his very best, but you know they need his very best. They need vintage, you know, twenty twenty one World Series Max Freed to um, to show up. And you know, if you take Game One, if you can get Game One, then you really do put pressure on them. You know, the media starts talking. Obviously, if you win Game One, then the division is tied again, since you know obviously they're going to start the series down a game. So if you win Game One, you're tied. Then all the all the pressure shifts to the Mets. So, yeah, the I don't the game on Friday. I'm assuming it's on Friday. We'll get to the weather stuff right. in a minute. But the game on Friday is the biggest game of the year, and it's not even remotely close.
0: Yeah, and then when it's over, Saturday becomes the biggest game of the year, and and so on for the Braves. As far as this goes, um, uh, you know, you you're right about Freed. I mean, it's one of those. If you look back, I mean, he gave he lost a one nothing game in Philadelphia got through five innings but i think he threw a season high in pitches you know it's 100 107 109 um so you know you, you need him to turn in innings i mean um that's just one of those things you don't want to be turning it over to the bullpen in the in the fifth or sixth inning of a max for each start um so you know that's that's going to be interesting to see i think that's where that's where the night really stunk there was a moment there where the braves tied that game up uh, the Marlins had a four to two lead, a four to nothing lead, and then a four to two lead going into the late late innings at uh, New York. And you were thinking, you know, if the Braves could come, somehow come out of this and, with a win and and be a game up going into the series, um, you know, you had, with the, with Max Fried going Friday night, you had a really good chance to put a ton of pressure on the Mets uh, at that point. But you know, obviously, it didn't work out that way. So now the bats kind of against the wall, and uh, they're going to to figure out how to come back out of it
1: tonight was your tonight was your margin of error right if you win this game tonight then you don't necessarily have to sweep to still be okay and you know they didn't win tonight they they lost so that that's your margin of error out the window and you know max you're right about his last start in philly it was he i think he only gave up one run but like you said it was a hundred pitches through five innings which is very unlike him and they just they can't really have that against New York. They need they need him to be vintage. They need a vintage outing, and I do agree with you. I think Snit's probably going to manage this like a postseason series. I think you'll see, you know, I think you'll see the bullpen start getting loose and warmed up probably in the fourth or fifth inning of most of these games, um, especially with with Wright and Morton on the mound, who you, you don't trust as much as you do Max, and you know if there's any trouble. Um, especially if you're starting to get to that third time through the order, then I, I think he'll pull the trigger. I really do. I think he, you know, he doesn't do that a lot famously, but you know, one of the reasons he doesn't do that a lot is so that he can do it this time of year. And you know, this is for all intents and purposes a playoff game or a playoff series. So this is basically decides who gets to not play the wild card round, right? Who who gets to advance to the NLDS? Um and so this is a playoff series and I think Snitt will treat it like that, or at least I hope he does. I, I I there's it's just too big of an advantage to win the division to not treat this like three absolute must win games.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's what goes without saying. And um, you know, we kinda saw it in this series against Washington, uh, a little bit, you know, the way the, they've managed the bullpen, even with, you know, eight to two lead Tuesday night, they and with the Mets losing. You know, they, I think – I mean, they had a glacius warming up late until they, they tacked on a couple more runs. So, you know, I think for sure you're going to see – you're going to see, like, postseason um, play. And if one of those starters really gets in trouble early, you know, they may be out early. And, uh, you know, that's the way they got to – that's the way they've got to approach it. I think before we uh, – Before we take a break here, I do want to mention one reason we're we're focused on this sweep uh, is because the Mets actually have the tiebreaker advantage by the head-to-head. In past years, if it was tied, we could have got game 163, but that that is gone now from Major League Baseball. It was in the rule changes this year. So just a clarification, you know, we can't get that... You can't get that extra game at the end to decide it all on the field now it's going to be decided uh it's going to be decided kind of on the spreadsheet uh going that way so you know that's a little unfortunate um but you know it, it is crazy major league baseball plays 162 games and um you know it's going to come down to the end and and, and it does that a lot it seems like the wild card racing nl is not not completely set uh, yet and uh, this would have been the final game final series of the season if uh, if not for the owners lockout you know and uh, man what what a great story that would have been if this was the last three games
1: i'm glad it wasn't the last three games because obviously the Braves would have been you know they would have been in, in the wild card so uh, but yeah it is funny how you play for 6 months you play 160 games or at this point 157 games and you know or 56 games i guess but yeah you get all this way and you're still you know a game half a game tied you know it's it's it hasn't happened a lot to the Braves in the division lately you know the Braves have kind of owned this division for the last four years and um, they really haven't had a ton of these really tight races they did last year but that was mainly because everybody was kind of crappy you know all season and, and nobody could really separate but this is the really the first time a team has pushed them and you know, the Braves are going to win more games this year than they have won at any point in the Alex Anthopoulos era. And they just kind of run into a hot division opponent who's had a great year. And any other year, this team would have won the division going away. And so that's baseball. Uh, that happens sometimes. You you know, it's like the Dodgers and Giants last year. The Dodgers won like 104 games last year, I think, and, and had didn't win the division. You know, and we don't talk about that a lot, but – you know, when the NLCS started last year, the Dodgers had to come to Atlanta for the first two games, and the reason they did is because the Braves won the division and the Dodgers didn't, even though the Dodgers won, like, 17 more games than the Braves did last year. You know, that that helped a lot. The fact that the Braves got home field last year in the NLCS helped a lot. So, it is funny how it works. That's just baseball. But, yeah, it's going to be, a, I mean, obviously, it's just going to be a massive, massive series.
2: go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's s y l v a n 29.com.
0: Another big uh, subplot of this series coming up is obviously the weather. Um, you know our prayers go out to those in Florida that's been uh, impacted by Hurricane Ian. Um but uh i think speculation started uh probably monday um you know i've seen everything on twitter from uh this series was absolutely getting moved there's no way they were going to play it to you know i think now there's at least an option to play it um anthony tacomo of uh the mlb.com had an article yesterday that the major league baseball braves and the mets were exploring options um it doesn't sound like uh moving the series up to Thursday. Uh Thursday's off day. Both teams have a have a mutual um, off day tomorrow, actually as we're recording this. Uh but that that wasn't that wasn't something they were considering. Um seems like there might be an option for the most likeliest option would be Friday's game getting bumped up to the afternoon and then um, you know, from there they just see what happens. Saturday, I think the work for the last forecast I saw Saturday was the worst day. You could possibly do a doubleheader Sunday. Uh, complicating things is I think ESPN has a Sunday night game. Uh, this whole series uh, <clears throat> is on national TV uh, after, after Friday. Ballet uh, Sports Southeast got a Friday game. Saturday's on Fox, and then uh, Sunday's ESPN. So, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of things going on with the weather. Obviously, we don't know where that's going to go. It looked like the, uh, a lot of the worst stuff is probably going to push off to the east, but, you know, obviously that could change, uh, with this, uh, you never know so how that's going to go, but, uh, you know, what are your thoughts on, on this? And I know there was a report as that's, that's something else we wanted to talk about, um, in New York post, Mike Puma tweeted today that, uh, the Mets approached Braves about playing on Thursday and the Braves declined. And, uh, there's actually a pretty good reason for that, um, which I thought it was pretty funny that they, the Mets put that out there. Of course, uh, you know, going in, got everybody all stirred up. But uh, uh, you know, what are your what are your thoughts on the weather coming into this weekend?
1: Yeah, that was that whole thing today was really silly. I don't know if I any mean, obviously anybody that follows us on Twitter kind of tracked all that with us. But yeah, the there was a report obviously that the the Mets had offered to move up their game to a four o'clock game today so that the Braves and Mets could play tomorrow. Uh, ahead of the weather and the the very end of the tweet just said the Braves declined basically which I thought was funny because I mean the the Braves were always going to decline that any team in the Braves situation would have declined that you know the Braves have played 13 straight games this is their only off day for you know between the September 15th and the end of the season which is October 6th this is their only off day uh Tomorrow, so the Braves were never ever going to give that off day up. The Mets have had like three off days this week or then the last week alone, and the Braves haven't had any, so there was no chance the Braves were going to do that. Um, and you know, if you look at the forecast, it's really like you just said, it's improved quite a bit. The I think the storm went further east or is going further east than the original projections, and I think Atlanta is going to get rain. I mean, everybody's going to get rain, but. It's not supposed to be this, you know, end-of-the-world event that a lot of Mets fans are claiming it's going to be. You know, there was a lot of, like, how in the world could the Braves make the Mets play in a Category 5 hurricane? It's like, that's, I mean, that's just the dumbest thing. I mean, first of all, that's not how hurricanes work. You know, once it gets on land, it it rapidly becomes not a hurricane, but that's beside the point. Um, But, yeah, it it looks like the weather is at least going to be tenable, I, I think. There's a probably a good chance that they end up playing all three games this weekend. I don't, I don't know if they'll play one game each day. I, I think there's a, probably a pretty decent chance they play a doubleheader on Sunday. But you know, that's not the worst case in the world. That's a lot of series end with doubleheaders because one of the games got rained out. So, you know, this idea that the biggest series of the year needs to be moved because there might be a little rain is is nonsense, quite frankly. And I, I'm not surprised the Braves declined. I don't even think the Mets were surprised to raise decline. That was I don't even know if the Mets actually did that. I, that whole thing seemed kind of suspicious to be honest and you, you have to consider the source. but yeah, uh, I, I don't think the weather's going to end up being that big a deal this weekend and I, I think one way or the other they'll get all three games in um, by Sunday.
0: Yeah, uh, I agree. And um, you know, I think one other thing that was uh, possibly floated out there was a possible makeup game on October 6th which would which would not be uh, um that would not be uh very w- good for either team probably, uh, especially whoever ends up playing in the wild card because that would essentially uh erase their uh their uh off day, but you know, I think to tonight's loss and coming into that needing to sweep now, um, you know, that it's still possible that they would need to do that but i think you know it, that that would be a complete washout for this weekend and uh you know i don't at this point i think they can get it in at some point at least get five innings in um you know i had somebody tell me today asked me today well of course the Braves wanted to do this because if there's a long rain delay there's a chance you get scherzer to grom out of there after two or three innings and you know, I guess that is possible. Um, you know, and I.
1: Yeah. And sign,
0: it, si- sign, me up. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, sorry, you know, it was too bad this yep. series wasn't in City Field. Uh, but you know, again, uh, you know, I do think, you know, the, Bra- the Mets have Diaz, and and I do think, uh, but I do think the Braves bullpen's better on the whole, uh, even with, uh, even with, uh, when you factor in the struggles that Kinley's had and, and Tyler mattsey not being com- what he was last season, I still think this Braves bullpen is better than the Mets. Um, so, you know, if that happens, that's, uh, that's a, that's a, an advantage for Atlanta, but, you know i don't think i don't think anybody's scheming that uh at this point you know they're just you know this is this most anticipated series of the of the year i mean i imagine these tickets sold out a long time ago the Braves Braves are want, will want to play this game in front of their fans and uh, um you know in uh, uh in their own ballpark and uh, you know uh, short of that storm just setting down on top of the uh, top the stadium uh that's what's going to happen that's what needs to happen
1: Aside from the on-field advantages of playing at home, obviously you get to bat last, you get to sleep in your own bed, all of that stuff. You know, there's substantial financial incentives for playing. I mean, these are essentially playoff games. They're going to be – tickets are going to be priced like playoff games. Concessions are going to be priced like playoff games. You know, merchandise, all of that. This is essentially a a playoff series. And and so – and we know what happened last year. The Braves won the World Series – played a ton of home playoff games and and their payroll skyrocketed this offseason like this these kind of these kind of series have huge financial impacts on these on these organizations so yeah and with the weather forecast being a lot more mild than it was this was always going to be the the case they were always going to play these three games in Atlanta
0: shifting gears a little bit let's talk about you know the Braves are coming into this series pretty healthy um I think uh you know there was it's kind of scary in that in that Philly series you know when Ronald Ronald Acuna set out the first three games of the what they what was described as a sore back but you know he looks like he's back I think he even said after uh, last night's uh game that you know he he was he was getting closer to feeling like his normal self again uh the Mets I believe Starlin Marte is still out with a, a a finger injury i think he took a, a pitch on the finger last thing i saw from him uh was that he had had a ct scan it was showing progress but you know there wasn't really any update from that that he's just trying to do as much baseball related activity as he can which i the way i kind of read that was is maybe he's back you know he could be back this weekend he might not be back till a week or two into the postseason who knows you know at this point they're not really they've been kind of kind of cryptic uh, as far as that goes but uh you know how do you feel about the, the you know we talked about the pitching but the, you know the position player roster now we've seen michael harris moved up bumped up in the order um orlando Arcia is kind of playing a little bit more at second base looks like william Contreras probably i'm gonna guess slots in as the dh um you know for at least two of these games and maybe catches the third um you know, how do you how do you kind of feel about the two rosters uh, heading into this?
1: One thing that's interesting to me is the is the lineup construction because Snit's been you know, has been tinkering with the lineup a little bit in this Washington series. He had Michael Harris batting fourth, he had him batting third tonight. Um so I'm very interested to in see what they do with the lineup. You know, they're gonna face three right handed pitchers obviously in Bassett de and Scherzer and so you, how you stack your lefties you know matters and how you stack your lefties relative to how they employ their bullpen later in the game matters so that's probably the most interesting aspect to me you know the the health stuff is a bummer you know obviously the Mets are without Marte or supposedly without Marte I guess we don't know that for a fact the Braves are definitely without Strider and that's the biggest the biggest injury of the whole series you know Strider is you know, been one of the two or three best pitchers in baseball since he joined the rotation, and so not having him for this series is obviously a big, a big um, disadvantage for the Braves. Um, but yeah, I, I'm very interested to see how the lineup rolls out. I I don't know if Michael Harris is going to stay at the top. You know, there's some interesting things you can do with him. Um, you could even potentially bat him second if you wanted to, bat him third. He hasn't done that yet. He, he he did third tonight, I think, for the first time. But so that's going to be very. That's going to be the thing I probably look at most. Is, um, you know, was this lineup tinkering these last two games in Washington? Was that just trying to get Riley and and Olson going, or, you know, is this something he's legitimately looking at doing for, you know, the biggest series of the year?
0: Yeah, no, I think it's worth mentioning too. You know, Matt Matt Olson's in a prolonged slump in the second half, but. You know, he showed signs of life uh, of late on this road trip. I thought he had, oh, in that Philadelphia series, I thought he had some, a lot better at bats um, than, and still wasn't getting a lot of re- uh, results. But he hit a couple of homers in Washington, had two hits uh, Wednesday night, Um, with another solo home run it's good to see him kind of coming back uh out of it i've seen him walk a few more times not chasing quite as bad and i think that's just what got him in uh got him in that rut you know he was walking had that double digit walk rate early on in the season and he just wouldn't chase you know and he was punishing balls in the strike zone but uh as the second half i think as he started to press more and more he was just chasing more and more out of the strike zone and uh you know, it's just once you get in a rut like that, it's just really hard to get out of it. They need to get Austin Riley going now. Uh, but, you know, has, uh, have you seen enough from Olsen this last couple of weeks to to feel a little bit better about that situation?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was really good to see him get some results in Washington. You know, obviously he had the two homers. He had a home run tonight. It was an opposite field homer too, which is always good to see. It means he's really watching the ball. And like you said, he had some walks, which means he's he's seeing the ball better. That's always... You know, with these great players, Acuna is the same way. When you see them start walking and really taking a lot of pitches out of the zone, because that's where pitchers go to get these guys out. I mean, these guys hit. I mean, these, well, these guys crush the ball. So you know, the best way to get them out is to is to throw pitches out of the zone and, and hope they chase. And when you see Olsen taking those pitches and taking his walks, and when you see Acuna doing the same thing, you know that's when you know those guys are really locked in. And um, it was good to see both those guys. I think they both had two homers um, in the series. You know, I think Riley is still probably a little, you know, in it in terms of a rut. He, he didn't really look like himself for most of the series and, and hasn't for going on a, a couple of weeks now, really. Um, so it would be really nice. Riley usually hits the Mets pretty well. You know, I don't know how much that stuff is actually worth, but he does normally do pretty well against the Mets. And, you know, it would be very nice if Acuna, Riley, and Olson all showed up in a big way in this series because those are your three. I mean, you know, Michael Harris has obviously been the best hitter on the team since he came up, but, you know, your three horses are Acuna, Riley, and Olsen. Those are the guys that you pay to kind of lead your offense. And I don't know if all three of them have really gotten going at the same time at all this year and you know it looks like Acuna and Olsen are are kind of turning a corner it'd be nice to see Riley do the same and you know at least give the Mets the very best version of our lineup I do I do agree with you I think um, Contreras is it's gonna at least DH in a couple of them if not all three games or he'll catch one obviously Travis is not going to catch all three but I think Contreras will be in the lineup all three games he's just been too good not to and you know, whatever they do in this series is actually going to be a pretty – I think it's going to be a, a pretty strong parallel to what they do in the postseason. You know, you'll see the lineups you see this series are probably the lineups you see in the postseason. The, the rotation you see is going to be the same. Um, assuming Strider can't pitch in the, the playoffs, we don't know that yet. Um, but, yeah, this will be kind of a preview for what the Braves are thinking come come the playoffs.
0: You know, and and like, as we mentioned earlier, this, uh, you know, the Braves will have three games remaining after this. I don't think we can get out of this podcast without talking about the, the start Bryce Elder had earlier. You know, I can't remember uh, a time since I've been, I've been covering the Braves for sure that I've seen a pitcher, you know, come up in April, pitch the way he did, you know, just, uh, you know, struggled, uh, struggled with walks. I mean, he had more walks than he had strikeouts through those first four first four appearances and and then come back at the end of the season and look like a completely different guy um you know he's a complete game shutout it's only one of the season for the Braves. first one um just you know i know it's the nationals i know you know he's he started i have seen the expectations uh a little bit off the board uh you know he has made four starts two of them was against miami two of them was against washington i would have liked to have seen him against a little bit better competition but you know you know credit to him because i mean he was thrown into the fire early and then um you know came out of that and then and went to gwinnett um you know pitched and then and then came up here and like i said you can see the progress that he's made um but you know that was a great start it was a great start in washington and it was one they really needed was because uh you know when he was called up it looked like he was just gonna he was gonna be the long man or he was gonna make a spot start here or there but when strider went on the um injured list and he was pressed into duty and uh, you know he should he'll be lined up to start that first game in miami
1: listen complete game shutouts are one of the rarest things in baseball these days it just doesn't happen starting pitchers just don't throw complete games anymore i mean you know i don't have the numbers in front of me but it's a minuscule amount of starts this year or complete game shutouts compared to 20, 30 years ago, or even 40 years ago when they were a lot more common. So it was a huge start. It, it gave the bullpen a day off, even though it wasn't a day off. You know, and anytime you're playing, basically two straight weeks, if if you're one of your starters can do that, then it's a free day off for the bullpen. And that alone is worth it, not to mention the fact that the Braves are in the middle of a heated pennant race and need every win they can get. Um, and so it, it was just massive I am very impressed with, with Elder. You know, he, he started, I think he started like three or four games in April this year and he just didn't look like this guy. He was walking a bunch of guys. He had a, a, like a five walk game and a six walk game, I think in April. And it just looked like a guy who probably wasn't really ready for the big leagues. And he talked about this a little bit after the game about, you know, he was trying to hit corners all the time back in April. And he was just walking guys left and right. And, and, you know, since he's come up, he's more just try to aim for the middle of the plate and, and let the natural movement of his pitches take it to the corners. And we saw – I mean, that's basically what we saw all night. I mean, he had that two-seamer really, really moving. You know, his – I think Snit said that I think his best inning of the night was the ninth inning when he struck out those two guys with those just ridiculously nasty two-seamers that backed up back over the plate. And You know, that's kind of his pitch, and he's got the sinker and um, – you know he doesn't strike a ton of guys out he did he got some de- he got decent strikeouts the other night but he he does survive off grounders and weak contact and that can be a little inconsistent sometimes but yeah i've been very impressed he's uh, he's not the same guy he was in april and i don't i don't know if he's going to i don't know what his role is going to be on the playoff roster i wouldn't be surprised if he's on the roster just as you know bullpen depth um I don't think he's going to start a game, though. If is not healthy, then, you know, who knows? I didn't think Kyle Wright was going to start a World Series game either. But, you know, that stuff happens. So I do think he's probably earned his way on the roster, the playoff roster. And, you know, good for him. I mean, nobody really had him being a contributor. And, you know, he's just one more rookie that's kind of come up and saved the Braves, you know, saved the Braves' bacon, uh, just like so many of the other ones have
0: jake Rizzi struggled again tonight uh well i say struggled i don't think he was sharp i don't think he was near as bad as what my twitter feed uh uh looked uh but you know it is concerning for him he hasn't looked hasn't looked the same since he had that start skipped um um you know for what they called arm fatigue and and to be honest you know he didn't look too great before that uh as far as that goes but uh you know his defense hurt him tonight uh eddie rosario uh that one of the runs he gave up the uh, was uh unearned um eddie rosario had an error and then the inning that he exited in austin riley made an error behind him too that you know if he makes that play maybe there's a chance that Rizzi gets out of that inning um you know i saw a lot of stuff that said that he's probably this is probably his last start i don't think so i think he's going to start next tuesday um especially if you know if that game doesn't mean anything but they don't they're not a ton of options you know at this point you know i at that and i'm not sure uh, you know we'll talk a minute about wednesday's game but you know i don't know if they would consider going bullpen game for two uh two straight days or or whatnot and uh you know there's no denying Odorizzi struggled um but uh, like i said you know ian anderson's hurt mike soroka's shut down for the season um you know you're down to uh, kyle muller was just uh, demoted and i mean unless there's a you know, unless there's an injury, they can't bring him back. I guess you know you could, you could put somebody on the injured list, and and Mueller would be an option there as well. Uh, but you know, I do wonder. I think Elder, I think Elder gets. I, I had always figured that Odorizzi probably goes to the bullpen in the postseason because he kind of pitched out of that role with Houston last year. But I think the Elder takes that job now. Um, you know, if they if they go that route, and uh, you know, I just don't think you can. I think Odorizzi's runs. Uh, about over but I do think he's got at least one more start just because they don't have anybody else really.
1: It definitely, I would definitely raise my eyebrows when they option uh Muller I think today or yesterday I can't remember what day it was but um I, I cuz you know the first thing I thought of was well you know when you option a pitcher it's obviously 15 days until you can bring him back unless there's an injury and I don't think the Rays are going to want to put somebody on the IL this close to the playoffs and so you know for all intents and purposes, it looks like his his contributions to the team are pr- probably over. And so my first thought was, well, who's going to pitch in Miami? I think I even sent it in our Slack group, like who who's going to pitch that Miami series? Because obviously, all the main guys are pitching the Met series, and you know you want to kind of save them for the postseason. But you brought up a good point about potentially, you know, if they if that game does end up mattering, you know they they will have Max Freed available to pitch in that series if if those Miami games end up being. Critically important, um, so I guess that's an option. But you know, if those games aren't important, and you know everything's decided before then, then it, it will be interesting to see who they who they pitch. Uh, I don't even I don't even know. You know, the Braves are so far down on options. I don't. Other than a bullpen game, I don't even really know who they would choose. There might be somebody the minors that I'm not thinking of that that could potentially do a spot start. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, but ideally in a best case scenario you know it would probably be good for the Braves if that if that Miami series mattered because that, that would mean that you know the Braves could still win the division and to do so they just have to beat Miami which you know given how far back they were at one point this year if you told them that they they just had to beat Miami a couple of times at the end of the year to win the division they would they would have taken it in a heartbeat so i would love for those games to matter at this point i think the mets are obviously the clear favorite to win the division, just if you look at the odds. But I would love to get to the point next week where we're playing three against Miami and, and you know, everything is still up for grabs.
0: Absolutely. And I think, you know, I think my question was, you know, why drop Freed in on Friday? And then, you know, our discussion today in Slack, in the Slack group was just, kind of it kind of answered that question because they could bring Freed back next Wednesday if they needed to, if that game mattered. Um, so you know that's that's interesting. And we, you know, they called up uh, Silvino Brocco from uh, Gwinnett today. I think to serve as a as a multi-inning option if they need him in mop-up duty. Uh, you know, he could be an option to start as an opener. Uh, Freddie Tarnock's on the forty. They could do that. Alan Rangel. Just went down, so he wouldn't be. A, he probably wouldn't be an option. But you can, you know, they could, if they want to, if that game doesn't matter and they want to call up a guy, you know, somebody like Freddie Tarnock could probably come up and give them three or four innings anyway. Um, so, you know, I, I, don't know. I'm like you. I hope all those games matter. I think if you're gonna use Ota Rizzi I think tonight was the blueprint. You know, uh, it was pretty clear he was coming out. The way they had the bullpen going, he was coming out after two times through the order um that's the way you use him uh and i'm i mean you know i don't think they'll do that with charlie morton but he's approaching that um a lot uh, quicker than what we saw last year uh you know so unless he's just i don't think the Braves will do that but i do think they may have the bullpen ready uh, a lot sooner than what we saw in the regular season so um you know that miami series like i said it could be important um but as you mentioned, you know the big guns are going in this Met series, uh, so you know the back half of that rotation is going to have to pitch, and you know there's no Ian Anderson or or anybody to call up this time. Uh, and you know Kyle Muller could be an option, but they're going to have they'll have they'll have to uh, put somebody on the injured list, and you know that would mean, like you mentioned, that would mean uh, not put, knocking them out of the off the postseason roster, out of contention for it. Yeah,
1: that's going to be interesting, and uh, like I said, I would love to get to the point next week where that all of this matters because that means the Braves are still in it. And, you know, they're through the Mets series and they just have to beat the Marlins to, to win the division. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. All right, Chris, we're going to do a, a Twitter mailbag and then we're going to get out of here. It's already been a long show and obviously a long night because we we didn't start recording until after the game was over. So I'm going to jump right into these. Per usual, i and I'm going to admit I, I kind of forgot to send this tweet out and, and send it out basically right before the Braves lost. So uh, Twitter was not in a very good mood when I sent this out. Um, but we still got a couple of good questions, so I'm going to ask you. All right, first question. Vaughn Grissom or Orlando Arcia in the Mets slash postseason series? Who are you, who are you going with?
0: You know that that's a great. You know, I almost put this on the rundown uh, just to talk about it. I think has Ar- started three straight games. Um, obviously, he has torched the uh, Nationals uh, all season long. I mean, if you look at if you look at his splits versus the Nationals versus the rest of the league, it's 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 laughable. I mean, it's it's unreal when you look at that. Uh, five of his nine home runs come against Washington, so I think that definitely played the part. Uh, but you're also seeing Grissom struggle a little bit. Um, you know, I think he's, I was looking at his stats today. He's like six for 36 over his last 12 games. The defense hasn't been quite solid. Um, you know, I think if at this point I'm not giving up on him and, or anything like that. Um, but I'm not surprised that they're, they're at least uh, dusting off, uh, RC a little bit too, you know, in this situation. Um, my reasoning today was if neither of those guys are going to hit, go with a better defender, and that's probably Arcia at this point. Um, you know, I don't think it's an indictment on Grissom if he goes to a bench role now. I mean, to me, he's shown that he can be a piece of this club going forward. You know, and in, in a variety, of, whether that's it, you know, an infield or a utility guy, or maybe even in the outfield down the road. Uh, but you know, as we've spent this whole podcast talking about every. Every one of these starts matter. Every one of these games matter right now. So you've got to do what you got to do to to try to win them. Um, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess Grissom makes one start in that Mets series, and I think RCO gets the other two. Um, you know, but it's it's still gonna be a kind of a fluid situation going down the going down the stretch.
1: I genuinely believe that Snit is just kind of going with a hot hand right now. You know, he started Arcea in that first game against Washington because of his numbers against Washington. And then Arcea hit a home run in in the first two games. And so, you know, he started him in for a third game. And and I don't think Orlando got a hit tonight. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Chrisum start tomorrow. If Chrisum gets a couple hits, I wouldn't be surprised to see Chrisum the whole series. I mean, I really think, you you know, love him or hate him, you know, agree or disagree. I think Snit is very much... Whoever he thinks is going to win tonight, for whatever reason, sometimes it's not always logical. Um, that's who he's going to play, and I, I could see it being the same thing in this Mets series. I could see it being the same thing in the postseason, depending on who they play. You know, if if one guy's got better numbers against a pitcher or against a team, I could see that being the reason. Um, I don't think there's enough that separates either one of these guys. I agree with you. I don't, I don't think either. You know, I know Grissom's got a really hot start, but I don't. I'm not sure either is you really trust to be a great hitter at this point. You know, Grissom might end up one day, one day being a great hitter. I don't know if he's there yet. Um, I think Orlando's the better defender, and, and that you know you're probably right. That probably is going to end up winning the day. So, but we'll see. It, it is an interesting question, and I um, I, I know we talked about talking about it on the on the show, so I wanted to make sure to get in there. All right, next question. Um, So you have catcher, DH, and left field, right, coming up in the Mets series and in the postseason. Catcher, DH, and left field. And you have Darno Contreras, Ozuna, Rosario, and Grossman kind of for those spots. So, Chris, I'm going to ask you, how would you manage those three spots, both in this upcoming series and for the postseason?
0: I'd go with uh, Darno. Darno and Contreras either at catcher and DH, pretty much the whole way I think. And then in the outfield, I'm kind of leaning towards I'm leaning towards a platoon with uh, Rosario and Grossman. Uh, Grossman starting against the lefties and then Rosario starting against the righties. And and then Ozuna just going to become my bench bat. You know, if you need him to pinch hit or whatever. Um, I think I think Contreras and Darno, I mean, I know it seems like a lot of times Contreras starts at DH, and then when Darno gets that day off, they don't DH him. They did that once on the road trip, but I think in the postseason, I don't think you're going to really want to take Darno's bat out. Uh, I mean, he's caught every single game of, every, of the last two postseasons. Um, you know, so I don't see him coming out of the lineup. Uh, really, I'd see Contreras probably – getting the bulk of dh at bats but uh that's the way i would line it up i'd go with the platoon and left uh that was originally planned and and that's not the worst thing now that rosario's kind of swinging the bat a little better than what we what he has all
1: season you and i were talking about this on slack the other day which is why i picked this as one of the questions but you know i I, and i agree with you 100 percent. i think they'll dh you know the catcher dh will basically just be the two catchers and and that'll be that and um, I do think we'll see Rosario a decent amount just because of his experience, what he did last year. You know, depending on who the Braves get in, in the postseason and whether it's a, the wild card round or the division round, it does look like they're going to get a decent amount of right-handed started pitching. Um, and so I think that would lead to more to Rosario. And so I think Contreras, Darno, Rosario is going to be the, you know, if you looked at those three positions, catcher DH left field, I think that's going to be probably the most, um the most used combination and um yeah so we'll see how it goes but that would be my guess too all right so the rest of the comments and questions were basically just four-letter expletives about how the game went so i'm not gonna go through those like verbatim um so yeah we can uh we can wrap it up there
0: all right yeah that's pretty good like i said Twitter's been on edge for a while now. Um, yeah, you know. They were so, not happy. So, uh that's probably a good thing, but you know, it is an interesting question, you know, I've I've seen uh, I've seen a lot of Ozuna's, you know, Ozuna's played better. I mean, there's no denying that. He's hit better uh, of late. Um but at this point, you know, he'd still be behind. He'd still be down the pecking order uh for me as far as this goes just because I just don't trust him I mean I've seen you know we are we're, we're nearly 600 plate appearances I, I just don't you know I just don't trust him to be great can he run into one yeah but I think there's a better chance of uh, guys like Rosario or Contreras running into one honestly than and then, uh, Ozuna at this point so
1: yeah well there you go I'll, I'll ask this I'll, I'll add a question since uh, Twitter was so angry when I sent my tweet but uh, do you see and you and I have talked about this in Slack but I'll let you give your answer to the to the podcast um do you think there's a scenario do you see a scenario where azuna gets left off the playoff roster
0: i don't see it now uh just because i don't think i mean if it comes down to him or adrianza um i don't think you i don't think you have to do uh, go with adrianza because you've still got um you've got arcia you got grissom that can play on the infield. Uh, you know i think i know we speculated hard about it about him not being on the playoff roster but i think he's recovered enough at this point um but you know i don't know that he's going to see a regular role um obviously we could be surprised uh you know at any point but uh and if he gets high like you said he's been playing the hot snit's been playing the hot hand and he's really you know people didn't notice it too much until this washington series when orlando when Arcea, uh replaced grissom but he's been doing it in the outfield too um, you know Grossman was playing well. He was starting to get a lot of at bats against right-handers. You know now uh, he he slumped a little bit. Rosario's gotten a chance. Ozuna's gotten a chance. You know I just don't think at this point, I, however they line up, I won't complain too bad. But I don't think you want to go into any situation where Ozuna's in left field, uh, not in the games that matter. Uh, they've gotten away with it uh, a good bit down the stretch actually. Um, you know, and to me, that's the worst case scenario, you know, is I think the worst thing that could possibly happen was Acuna to be banged up enough that he's got a DH one of these postseason games because then the Braves are just a a much worse team, you know, if it comes to that. So, um, yeah, Ozuna's on the roster for me now, but, you know, I think he's, it's a bench role.
1: Yeah. And you, you, you and I talked about this, I think a couple of days ago, and I tend to agree with you. Also, the. I think I think we said I think we did figured out that you have to have thirteen position players on your post. Did we ever figure out if that was right? I'm
0: still trying to confirm that, but um, yeah. my understanding is is the regular season roster <laughs> rules carry over to the postseason. So, yeah. if that's the case, if that's not the case, then we need to come back and talk about this again next week. But if uh, if that is the case, then I think he's safe.
1: Yeah. And that, that was the other point is if if you have to carry 13 position players, you know, with the DH, it's actually not that easy to do and and Ozuna would almost make it just kind of by default because it's not really that easy to to add 13 position players without Ozuna. So, I agree with you. All right, that's it. That's all for the questions. All right.
0: Yeah, we'll do that. We'll definitely do it again next week. Uh, it looks like um, uh, uh you know, obviously we're we're in the final steps of the regular season. Uh we're going to have all the wall playoff coverage. It looks like Steven and I will be back next week um, to possibly preview the wild card, uh, wild card round. Hopefully, uh, the, uh, we're not. We're talking about something else, and Brad and the, and Brad and the main show previewed the uh, division series. Uh, but we'll just see how that goes. After that, we're going to have we're planning on podcasts after each playoff game, uh, in some combination, and then uh, you know when we get a chance, Steven and I'll jump back in here you know break something down in depth uh do appreciate all the support we've gotten for the for the show We love the name now uh, even though we went what 12 or 13 episodes without a well, nameless um, do love hey, love we, the name. we got
2: it we
1: got it eventually yeah we got it eventually so
0: um you know it's been it's been fun doing this every week uh, i think this is our 15th episode and uh you know we're planning on it i don't know what the schedule will look like for the off season but you know we're definitely gonna keep keep this going so we'll see about it but uh you know give us a a follow and review wherever you get your podcasts and uh you know be sure and check the site out and uh, we'll be back next week